0: what's up you guys sean ross sap this is december 19th it's fightful wrestling we are here to talk wwe monday night raw for the last time in 2022 uh this is probably the last time denise and i will stream together in 2022 maybe we'll do a fightful christmas stream i haven't decided yet um but we're here to talk wwe raw we've got some Some FightfulSelect.com stuff to brag about. Very excited about that. Uh, You you guys just know, I love to gloat. I like to do the home run trot, the bat flip. We're going to do that tonight, but we got Denise here. Denise, how you doing?
1: Well, sorry, you can't gloat about having Denise here. You're like, oh, we got Denise here. Welcome to the show.
0: I'm always happy that we have you here, Denise. You're in in demand. You're actively turning down work from other people just to be here with us all the time.
1: That's true. I'm on that Brock Lesnar, John Cena schedule.
0: That you are. Well, I does that mean you're going to wrestle now a match? And
1: then. You're
0: going to finally wrestle a match?
1: Fi- finally. Finally. After finally, all these years. I
0: mean, I guess you kind of did, technically.
1: I mean, technically, I got to hit you. That was nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that helped. I don't uh, think I
1: can top that. Next guys, year?
0: Yeah. Well, guys, leave a thumbs up. Donate a super chat. Donate a humper chat. If you ask, what the hell's a humper chat? It is our Streamlabs platform. It allows us to keep a little bit more money. And you can get your question or statement in before we even go on the air at Fightful. Uh, As always, YouTube.com slash Fightful. We're on podcast platforms everywhere. And uh, Fightful.com, FightfulPods.com, we're available all over the place there. But uh, share this on social media. We had some trouble with YouTube in, in recent uh, weeks, months, all that stuff, actually getting it out there. But seems to be rectified now. But get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Every week I do a Q&A show on FightfulSelect.com. So you can always subscribe there if you miss this show. Grapsity also doing one this week. And let me tell you, they got a big interview coming up. Next week, I believe it is, uh, is when it will actually air. But we got interviews with Willow Nightingale, with EJ Duca with uh, Danny Limelight, with uh, Ethan Page. We got all kinds of interviews here on YouTube.com slash Willow and blew up really, really well. We had Switchblade, Jay White, Carmelo Hayes, Bobby Fish. I mean, where's the lie? And, and I got a about- I got about the same reaction as Bobby Fish right there. But <laughs> Matt Reichel says. Oh, well,
1: wait. Was I supposed to be like, woo No.
0: No, you weren't. That's a, oh. You were supposed to do nothing exactly like what the impact crowd did to Bobby Fish when he said that, Denise.
1: Oh, okay. Well, are you I
0: unfamiliar go. with the meme? No.
1: What did I miss? <gasps> I know. I tend to miss stuff. I can't. Listen, I can't
0: explain it. You got to figure it out on your oh, own.
1: thanks. Leave me out in the cold. Well, someone can tweet
0: me. There you go. Joseph Correa says, just wanted to put over the Doja Cat shirt SRS was wearing in Denise's video today. She is uh, my favorite musical artist. So, yeah, big fan. Matt Reichel says, wishing the tribal chief a fightful Sean Ross Sap and Hollywood.
1: Yeah,
0: Hollywood Salcedo a Merry Christmas. Great interview. With Vikingo, Denise, turning 41 tomorrow. Denise is turning 41 tomorrow.
1: I look great for 41. You do.
0: You do. Uh, happy birthday, Matt. No, and there going
1: yes, to be people that think that, by the way. But happy birthday, Matt.
0: But yeah, I want to promote that right at the top of the show. Not only did we do a video, you had a pretty big interview that, that dropped this weekend.
1: I did. I was very happy about it. And, you know, obviously with uh, Vikingo being a name that's just going to keep growing and growing, like pretty soon he's going to get to that, like, Um, Phoenix, Penta, you know, position where he's literally like wanted by like, I mean, he's already kind of wanted by everybody. But yeah, it's only going to keep growing and growing.
0: Meet Norma says, Happy Holidays from Meet Sports Sportsball Report. Oregon State beat Florida 30-3 to in the SRS Distribution Bowl. Who knew that Fightful had that kind of reach? Listen, the only thing I'm distributing is those big fat scoops. Those scoops are just plentiful over on fightfulselect.com Jonathan Corona says hey guys saw your video on Denise's show so question let's say WWE is going to sell do you think Triple H could buy WWE is that possible no Triple H does not have anywhere near enough money to buy WWE and there's really no point in him trying to lead an ownership group to do that Denise
1: I have a question yeah what's up Okay, and this could be, like, you can answer anybody. Let's just put it out there for fun. If anybody were to buy WWE, like, who would you want it to be? Or who are some people that you'd be like, oh, that would be hmm. interesting. Somebody that's, like, super rich, obviously.
0: I think like it, it could be, be anybody. I feel like it'd be a media company. Like, it would be Fox or it would be.
1: Okay, what if it was, like, a celebrity just for fun? A celebrity? Just for giggles.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, like, an individual. They're, like, a
1: billionaire type of person.
0: Oh, well, there, honestly, there aren't a lot of billionaires I've got a whole lot of confidence in. I have, honestly, more confidence in those media companies than individual billionaires because, well, first off, most celebrities, honestly, most celebrities can't afford WWE. It would be a gigantic sale. Like, Like,
1: yeah, they would have to be super rich. I
0: mean, look at what you, how much did the UFC sell for? Um, Let me look. I think it was like $4 And, I mean, WWE... It's hard to believe that they would get less than what the UFC got 2016. So, um, God, it, it's really tough to say.
1: I have, hold on. I think I have somebody. Hold on. Let me just go. I
0: know go. who. Cameron Grimes. Oh, it be Cameron Grimes. Come on. <laughs> Desina's movie schedule uh, is insane. It's not for you. Well, there you go, Denise. There you go. <laughs> you don't want that schedule.
1: Yeah, I would take that schedule.
0: And Anti and Brick says, any Royal Rumble winner predictions yet? Yeah, I think Cody Rhodes and Rhea Ripley. How about you, Denise?
1: Rhea Ripley's a good shout, for sure. I like both of your options there. For the men, I'm still unsure. But for the women right now, I can Mm -hmm. see it being Rhea Ripley. She's pretty, like, she's the biggest she's becoming a big massive star and it would be huge for her if she were to win the royal rumble and she came awfully close the year that bianca won obviously with them being the two final women Uh, for the guys i'm still undecided
0: i'm so excited to see how the royal rumble goes under a Competent regime, or at least a somewhat competent regime.
1: You know, last year I was so depressed that I didn't get to watch the Royal Rumble live. And then when I went on the air uh, on the air on Twitter, and everybody was shitting on it, I could not believe it. Like I was, really? I was stunned, Sean, that the Royal Rumble was that bad. And I thought maybe people are exaggerating, right? So then when I finally watched the Rumble live, I felt. It was just crazy, like to me that that even we even had such a bad rumble. But I'm oh really God. looking forward to it this year, and also it's gonna be my first Royal Rumble ever live. You're gonna be there too, Sean. Is this your first yeah. Rumble too?
0: No, no, no. I was there last year, unfortunately, okay, and I right. was I was there in 2017, uh, but I will be there this time. I will be there this time. Um, King of the North says, Denise, I need you to interview Commander next.
1: Yeah, I should have. You know, sometimes I need to just plan my days a little bit better, you know, and make sure I get more in. Sure.
0: Well, we kicked off WWE Raw with the Street Profits defeating Judgment Day. This was a bit of a fresh match. I love that. I saw the reports where people, and again, I'm not trying to poo-poo anybody's reports, but where they said that Triple H was disappointed in the, the hires that he had made. He was downplaying that based on people that I spoke to, but... I don't know if any single one of his signings, Denise, was supposed to be a world champion by this point. It was to solidify and help support the mid card and, and the lower card. That way you wouldn't have the same matches every single week. And as a result, we get Street Profits Judgment Day, which was somewhat of a fresh matchup. And I, I was happy to see it. Now, they they've had some back and forth over the last few weeks, but now you're, you're able to just see things that you weren't seeing before. Because this led right into Rhea Ripley versus Akira Tozawa. And intergender wrestling is not something WDB has been keen on doing. Uh, I, I kind of want to cover this from start to end. Because the Street Profits beat Judgment Day. And I don't have any problem in the world with Rhea Ripley beating Akira Tozawa. I love Akira Tozawa as a performer. He is an amazing wrestler. And also... He's fantastic at making other people look way better than they are. And Rhea Ripley's already really good. When you saw Rhea call out Akira Tozawa after this and then punch him, what was going through your mind there?
1: Okay, so I kind of have to rewind just a little bit to the Street Profits Judgment Day match because I absolutely, and I mean absolutely hated the finish to this match okay because I want to start off by saying and I know this is going to sting a little bit but I have to say it they have made Finn Balor just look super like uncool as part of the judgment day like he hasn't been he's not cool to me right now um, and so I was thinking about this at the start of the match and then we had the ending where you see Tazawa throw the uh, cup of they were alluding it to you know alluding it to it not being water uh, to the face of Dominic right so that's going on on the outside which led to Finn Balor being the one that got distracted in this match and ended up getting the loss here I kind of felt like it just made it just keeps adding to like the uncoolness like the only thing that is keeping me invested in the judgment day the only person that's keeping me invested in the judgment day period is Rhea Ripley so at this moment I'm thinking oh my god this was so freaking lame right and then when everything unfolded with rhea ripley and akira tozawa because first i'm thinking this this finish is total and complete crap but in a way even though that was it was not a good finish it led to kind of rhea ripley kind of being upset at akira tozawa and being like dude what the hell and I forget exactly what she yelled at him but this was hilarious because you had Akira Tazawa literally on the floor and Rhea Ripley came in hot she came in fiery man she came in like you know a mama that's freaking pissed off so she came in and when she started when she punched Akira Tazawa in the face dude that was pretty freaking like. Um, how do I say this? It was. It it made everybody go like, "Oh shit!" She really came at him hard, right? I kind of felt a little bit bad for Tazawa. I legitimately did. So when she's yelling at him after punching him and then threat and then telling him to get in the ring and wrestle her, I loved that part. I loved that part where she was like, "You get in the ring and you wrestle me." Blah blah blah. So they go into this match, and I gotta tell you, this was the most match. This was the match that. I was most interested in for Akira Tozawa in, that he's had in like centuries, okay? I do not remember the, the last time I cared about an Akira Tozawa match the way that I actually kind of cared about this one here with Rhea Ripley because it was what it was. was It was really just supposed to be, you know, them kind of showing Rhea Ripley in this very, very, you know, dominating side. Obviously, they've been playing this, uh, you know, they've been playing a lot, how do I say this, to the people about how people see uh, rhea ripley people see her as this like dominatrix type of you know woman deal you've seen the people what they say online and they're alluding to that um in what they have her do on screen hence what she's doing with dominic and then also uh now with what she did with with akira tozawa the match itself was a little bit sloppy but it kind of worked for what it was and when rhea ripley um gets the win. I mean, obviously we all knew it had to end that way. Like there was no, I would have been pissed if Akira Tozawa defeated Rhea Ripley. Let's be real. But this was definitely something that I thought was interesting because it makes me wonder, okay, is this just going to be a one-off where we're going to see Rhea Ripley just, you know, defeat Akira Tozawa Because Akira Tozawa is one of the few people that you can do this with. Um, or is there, are they going to be, you know, more open to doing stuff like this? Because personally, and you know, this was something that they did back in the day with China, But I would like to see Rhea Ripley go out there and, uh, you know, have some matches with guys that are along the same lines of Akira Tozawa where you know it's they're kind of you know very very low on the card they don't really how do i say this i'm not going to lose anything by taking an L to Rhea Ripley right and i would kind of be down for that and it was funny because um i don't know i just real i would be interested in that is what i'm trying to get at
0: i would be too and uh I was very surprised when I saw the run sheet, which we had on fightfulselect.com best $5 in the business. And it said Rhea Ripley versus Akira Tozawa. That's one of those situations where I'm like somebody messing with me. I mean, the story made sense for it to go there. So I was like, okay, but they had been so adamantly against intergender wrestling in some like patches, but then they would pop up and they would do like Naya and Randy Orton. And they would try to book Nia and uh, Dean Ambrose or John Moxley at that point. So, I mean, WWE has always been like so hot and cold on the idea of possibly doing, um, possibly doing intergender wrestling. But here it makes sense. And Rhea does not need to be losing at all or at least getting pinned clean or anything like that until WrestleMania. Like she is very clearly like her, Bianca, that is a hell of a title match. I'm ready for it. I am so ready for it.
1: But yeah, this was good, and I feel like Rhea Ripley is really one of the reasons, one of the standouts each and every single week for Raw. It's gotten to that point where she can't be ignored.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Joseph Correa says, so what's going on with Eva Marie? Nothing, nothing. She liked a tweet that I posted that WWE wasn't uh, done with uh, returns, which was to to, uh, say... When I said something about Bronson Reed coming back, it was a little tease there, but she just liked a tweet. That's it. She loves to stir shit. That's all. Orion Bin says, great prediction show, Denise and Sean. More to Zawa. I think tazawa has been knocking it out of the park so far. And Orion Ben says, credit to Street Profits for the facial memes. Man, they're great. They know how to get buzz as well. Meet Normus says, I think it's time to give Dominic crosses crosses uh s gear my god
1: oh dear oh my god you know what Jesus if this was still the vince mcman regime oh we'd be getting some stuff okay we would be getting like some weird like on a leash type of thing <laughs> i don't know
0: nerd guru says intergender great now charlotte beats roman l i doubt that
1: Okay, there's a fine line between seeing Rhea Ripley to Akira Tozawa and then Charlotte versus Roman Reigns. Like, this is where I think a lot of people, when it comes to intergender wrestling, like, if there's ways that you can do it with it being fun and enjoyable. and But there's some people that I think take it too far and start thinking like, oh, we're going to get this, this, and that, and blah, 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 and then are totally opposed to it. Um, I am a fan of intergender wrestling when it's done right. And I know a lot of people have their feelings towards it. But I've enjoyed it when it's done correctly and also depending on the promotion that you're seeing it and what they're used to presenting on those promotions as well. you got to have different um, expectations for different promotions that you're seeing and how they present intergender wrestling.
0: We have MVP and Pierce backstage. MVP is approaching Pierce because as this show has went on, Bloodline is running wild. Bloodline is doing an awful lot. Uh, They're attacking people there. They attacked Andre Chase and uh, and Elias backstage. They got Mustafa Ali. Some of them were pretty funny. Like some of them were pretty funny attacks, Denise. But Bloodline just running amok backstage. I like it. It really helps set up later on. Uh, Roman wasn't there, by the way. They filmed his stuff in at SmackDown, but him sending them out to just raise some hell. I love it. Like. It was, it was a constant thread throughout the show.
1: I mean, the bloodline is literally what is adding so much life. One of the things that's adding so much life to both Raw and SmackDown. It's one of the most loved storylines, period, right now in WWE amongst the fans. Um, so, yeah, whenever they can sprinkle it into the shows and might as well have it weave in and out, which we saw throughout the show and also with the ending of the show, too, um... I like all of this. My favorite thing was really just them doing something different because what they were doing this time with the way that they were shooting is what they were trying to make it seem like it was selfie vlog style because they were like pretending to hold on to the camera, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny because I'm like, we know that's not really happening, but they were doing it with the, with the hand, which was pretty hilarious. So I appreciate
0: Have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active. ...well into his 80s. What's even more shocking is he looked more jacked than ever... ...and seems to have more energy than guys half his age. And it's all thanks to Morning Kick. A revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions... ...that combines ultra-potent greens like spirulina and kale... ...with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy... Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade. has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com. Slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular price order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today.
1: the attempt at making it look um like this was a vlog or something
0: yeah broadway joe says watching raw even the new matches feels like i've seen them a million times like the same feeling with new japan when do you all think WWE can do to make matches feel exciting and important again well they're going to get back some very important pieces uh, hopefully very soon denise and i i always Go into January with a little bit more optimism, road to WrestleMania, yada, yada. And also one of the reasons I like the Royal Rumble so much is because it has that big sense of optimism and excitement and stuff like that. Is there anything specifically that you're looking at and you're like, okay, well, they can do this. They can make the show better. They can, they can make it more entertaining.
1: Yes, there's a bunch. It's not just about the missing pieces because you can put on a great show with the pieces that you've got. It's just a matter of telling great stories. And um, there's a lot of stuff. For example, one of the things that we're going to talk about later on the show, which is uh, Dexter Loomis and uh, uh, freaking The Miz. Okay, for example, that match was pretty entertaining today. But did we need to do this whole string of nonsense that we did leading up to it and for it to last this long? no we didn't need all of that stuff in between so for example things like that could be trimmed down could be uh the creative around that could be a little less cheesy i feel like just because you got some missing you know some missing parts doesn't mean you can't put on some great storytelling it's just a matter of making things uh feel interesting because like even right now like gallows and anderson and uh you know everything that they're doing with the oc i'm not feeling it it feels very dull uh with johnny gargano they had a come in and be wasted with this whole Dexter Loomis Miz storyline that takes away from it and those are people when you got you Gallows and Anderson and, and AJ Styles and Mia Yim and, and Johnny Gargano and all these other people that I'm not naming you can do a whole lot there it's just a matter of making it entertaining and I don't feel like a lot of what's been surrounding them has been entertaining
0: yep I agree wrestling is art says what if Disney bought WWE and appointed Triple H I See, that's one that I look at and I'm like, okay, uh, I could see that happening realistically. Uh, when you, like we had mentioned earlier, like, what if they sell? What if they sell? Did you mention a celebrity? Did you mention a media group or did you just ask me?
1: I was just asking you for fun. I was just trying to stir the pot.
0: My gosh.
1: <laughs> I was just being a, I was just being a little devil. <laughs> I was that's just a- trying to cause some controversy. <laughs> And I was trying to put you in the seat of controversy.
0: Hayden says 19 days till I'm 20. Well, good for you. I'll tell you happy birthday in two weeks. Uh, SAS says, knowing Cody's desire uh, to win the WWE title, do you think him winning the Rumble can lead to the titles being separated? The universal title can be defended at the Elimination Chamber. I hope something leads to them being split because I'm tired of not seeing the top prize on WWE Raw, Denise, where are you that. on this?
1: I second that, but I feel like at this point we've waited so long. I might as well just see them. I might as I'm I'm I might as well just see Roman Reigns wrestle both nights with each one title on the line or something along those lines. I I might as well just wait until WrestleMania to be honest. I feel like we waited so long.
0: We've got MVP and Pierce as we mentioned earlier. Do you think this is hinting towards? a hurt business reunion because cedric, oh god
1: not this again Sean listen, i don't care
0: i'm muting you so i can at least say something denise because we don't get to skip over this we we do have to cover it bobby lashley's gone he's had issues with adam pierce not fired though cedric was attacked backstage by bloodline shelton is around Maybe Omos could get involved. That sounds horrible. Sounds horrible. Uh, But Denise, I know you're very excited about the idea of possibly the Hurt Business.
1: It's not that I have a problem with the Hurt Business at all. I enjoyed the Hurt Business when they were together. It's just that they did them, undid them, did them, undid them. Let's stick to something. At this point, I'm not going to get excited about anything until I see it consistently and solidly week after week. Personally, that's where I'm at. It's not something that I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. I'm so excited. No.
0: Cedric Ziegler attacked by the bloodline, as we highlighted. We also got the OC defeating Alpha Academy. They got the win. I'm ready for them to also already move on past this, but this was set up last week with the... (laughs) the interaction between aj and gable so why not go ahead and put the oc up against them ocs or oc is getting the win i feel like alpha academy no matter what they do they're gonna they're kind of bulletproof in that they've got that sort of they've got the comedic charisma but also they give alpha academy and specifically gable and otis wins in enough situations where you're like, okay, well, maybe they will end up winning this. I didn't think they had a chance of winning this, but uh the OC were probably the right choice to win
1: here. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I did love that clothesline from Otis to Gallows. I thought that was pretty. It looked pretty nice. Um, I liked that. That
0: was good. Yeah, was it was good. fun.
1: But other than that, um, let me think. Obviously, they went with the magic killer. Cool. They just need to. I don't know. They need to make the OC just not feel so generic. So bland. They need to have a little bit more edge. A group like that needs to have more edge and I'm not talking about edge, edge, the other edge.
0: (laughs) Bianca and Alexa, this interview (laughs) skit. What did you think about that?
1: I love this. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? This was one of my favorite parts of the show. Um, okay. Where do I begin? First of all, Alexa Bliss is out there telling Bianca Belair how uh, she is, you know, she's telling her story about what Bray Wyatt did to her, how she ended up going to therapy and how she's pretty much just kind of a little bit of a, I don't want to say a shell of herself, but she is just a little bit conflicted, right? Like things aren't, she's not all, you know, perfectly well. And Bianca was kind of like, you know, going with her gut a little bit and telling Alexa Bliss, like you expect me to believe that you didn't realize what you were doing last week. And I liked this because first of all, Alexa Bliss was did a really good, good job of, like, making me think she was being legit here. Like, she was being truthful to Bianca Belair. And I also like that Bianca Belair kind of questioned her and was like, you know what? Like, I'm getting where you're coming from, but I also don't fully believe you. And let me tell you, I bought what Alexa Bliss was doing. I knew at one point she was bound to, like, you know, a, 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 attack or turn on – or not turn on, but uh, – you know, basically full Bianca Belair, but I wasn't necessarily expecting it the way that she did this tonight um, when she just suddenly grabbed the flowers and the flower vase and just smashed it on the back of the head of Bianca Belair. That to me was very enjoyable to see because I thought she did a pretty good job of making you like, hmm, is she going to do it today? Is she going to do it another time? When exactly is this going to happen? You know, where are we going here? And they also played the clip Uh, the little clip that they've been playing the Bray Wyatt thing on the screen once again, but I love this. I I really enjoy Alexa bliss's character work. And personally, I'm a little bit excited about what they're going to be doing with her the next coming, you know, weeks or months or however long they, you know, do what they do with her. And I also enjoyed that. Alexa bliss basically said that, you know, I was winning championships before you even got here. And You know, she can go for it again. Something like, I don't think that Alexa Bliss is going to defeat Bianca Belair, but I'm not also 99.9% sure that Bianca is going to defeat Alexa Bliss. There's a little small, tiny percentage of me that goes, what if? Just what if? But I don't think they will, given just how much they've done with Bianca.
0: They, again, they, they continue to lean more and more and more into the Alexa Bliss, Bray Wyatt thing. I love the line where Alexa says Bray's not a threat to you. I'm a threat to you. That was so good. Yeah, that was good. She's like, don't worry about Bray. Stop worrying about that shit. I'll worry about that. You worry about me. I like that. That's something that like you need to see, need to hear out of an Alexa bliss. She's, she's like, okay, yeah, I, I know who you are. Everybody knows that you are very clearly the woman. Like you are, you are the top dog and have been for quite a while, but also don't forget about me. I'm a five-time women's champion. Held the tag titles three times. Did all this stuff. Like she, Alexa Bliss, within the context of WWE, five-time world champion. That goes a long way. That that carries a lot of weight. So I thought that she did really, really good here as well. And I thought that that Bianca did really well too. Like reacting to it, selling for her, all that stuff. I thought that was was really good. I don't think Alexa's gonna beat her for the title or anything like that. Um, In fact, I think that will continue Alexa's spiral, but I thought they're doing a pretty good
1: job. I think of actually making you think what if,
0: yeah. You know, what makes me think what if, what What if if? Denise, you could get pay-per-views at a much more affordable rate. You can nordvpn.com slash fightful fastest VPN in the world. Right now you get a great deal and a 30 day money back guarantee. If you want to try this and you should, you can get a 30-day money-back guarantee in case you don't like it. This is a great gift idea to get for somebody. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. How about this? You're giving them a gift, and then they're turning around and saving a bunch of money as a result of your gift. If your your person that you're buying for is on the on computer all the time, if they're on their phone all the time, they want to be protected against malware, annoying pop-up ads, and online trackers. And if they're buying pay-per-views every month, like UFC or whatever other pay-per-views you're getting, get the NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You're going to save them a bunch of money. How about how about this? If they travel all the time, this will protect them against those unsecured Wi-Fi networks in airports, at the hotel, at, at the, the restaurants. I don't want to name the restaurants. I don't know if that's against our ad read rules, but... NordVPN.com slash fightful has a great deal. You're going to end up saving money on this and you might save money for somebody else on this. NordVPN.com slash fightful. Hot dog.
1: Oh, we got the return of hot dog. It's been we a did. while, Sean. We did. That used to be your thing.
0: Well, that isn't the only return we got. You could have known about it earlier if you. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Bronson Reed is back. And it was the highlight of what I thought was a pretty uh, ladder match. Uh, the, The spot through the table I thought was good. I thought Miz bringing out every chair possible was good, but then none of them were on top of Dexter Loomis. He got 20 chairs. None of them were on top. Although when Loomis was in the ladder and he threw the office chair on top of it, I was like, oh damn, ouch. Also, I really thought it was funny when the crowd chanted, we want tables and the Miz pulled one out and then put it right back
1: underneath. It got a good reaction. The crowd was like, woo! And then he put it back and they were like, aw.
0: Three things are a certainty in this world. Death, taxes, and the Miz doing that spot where the ladder tips and then he jumps from like two feet off the ground and then gets hung up on the ropes. And it looks terrible every single time. It looks bad every time he does it. It ain't looked good once. I don't know what agent is telling him that it looks good, but it looks real bad. We see that spot in every Miz ladder match. And Miz has been in a lot of ladder matches, it feels like. Uh, But this match, before the finish, wasn't quite for me. But Bronson Reed is back. He did not get a a very good reaction. We are going to have a whole lot more news on Bronson Reed uh, as as uh, Fightful Select goes into Tuesday. But again, Miz has been in like 15 ladder matches, I think. Like some, 10, 15 ladder matches. Rarely do they stand out to me. And I've got a big question with the logic of this match and i understand watching wrestling isn't necessarily the most fun this way why was bronson reed not out there any of those other times the match was almost over denise he waited till like 15 minutes in then he's like yeah it's actually gonna end now so maybe i should help out what this thing was almost over like three or four minutes in where the hell was he then
1: is it my turn now? Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure. You didn't sound like you were finished. I'm you done. sounded like there was still another thought coming out. So I was waiting for no, I'm it. I'm
0: good. I'm done. Where the hell
1: <laughs> <Okay>. was he? <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So first and foremost, I got a lot to say about this. I thought this ladder match was fine for what it was. It was fine. Now, please let this be the end. Is this the end, Sean? Or, or do we is this the it. end? Doubt no, it. No, t- you just lie to me. Lie to me. Tell me it's the end. Doubt um it. I'm seeing it as the end. I don't want to go back. I don't want to see no more Dexter Lumis miss situation. I'm just so over all of it. Okay. With that being said, I was very excited to see Bronson Reed come out. And I was more so thinking about how I was excited to see him than what you brought up there. So, um, personally, for me, like Bronson Reed was legitimately one of my favorite talents on NXT. And then from there on, you know, you got to see everything else that he did, uh, you know, after WWE. And he was one of those people that when Triple H was bringing back all these other people, I'm thinking, man, when the hell is he bringing Bronson Reed? Like, when's that going to be a thing? And obviously, you know, there were all these different reports, but still, there was still nothing that. Was you know he still he still wasn't there, and given you know everything that he was doing with New Japan Pro Wrestling, I almost had a feeling that we were just going to see him you know stick with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. I wasn't too sure that he was going to you know go to WWE or not. I know that I didn't know if that was what he wanted or not. Um, So that was one thing. And um, so for me, I'm excited to see Bronson Reed. I recognize that the reaction wasn't the best, but it's also kind of been like that for most of the NXT people. I mean, aside from Johnny Gargano, pretty much everybody kind of got like a, you know, whatever kind of reaction. But I do think that Bronson Reed, if, you know, done correctly. And if they push him correctly and they have him in there and kick ass matches, I do think Bronson Reed will become an instant favorite for a lot of people that may not be aware of Bronson Reed. On top of that, It does bum me out, though, that his big return to the company was with this story because we've seen how it's been dragging down Johnny Gargano, who should literally be like at the mountaintop of Raw. And uh, I don't want to see it drag down Bronson Reed, especially this being the first thing that he does coming back. I'm sorry. I think I would have definitely gone an entirely different direction. Um, and I kind of have a little bit, but no, I don't really, I'm not going to lie. I don't have much faith with this first storyline for Bronson Reed, especially since it looks like he's, you know, in cahoots and whatnot.
0: Um, Joel Wood says with Bronson Reed returning tonight, do you see the Cardona's returning and being in the rumbles. I don't know about Matt. I know Chelsea's supposed to come back soon. Again, she has not told me that she plays dumb every time I ask, but, um, What about Matt Cardona? Do you think it's a possibility he'll come back?
1: I don't know, man. He looks like he's having so much fun with what he's doing right now. But then again, that doesn't mean that, you know, that he's not going to go back. Just got to see him at GCW. But I don't know. At the end of the day, you get a big spotlight in WWE. You get some nice money. Uh, I don't see why not.
0: K E775 says, besides Chelsea Green, any guesses on who Triple H will try to bring in next.
1: Who's left? That's like not signed. Uh that would be pretty big.
0: I don't know. I mean, honestly, I thought Big Bill Morrissey, I thought he was gonna end up in WWE. I really, I so. really did. But uh, Platinum Max says Reed went from beating Okada to being Misses' bodyguard, SMH. Let's also not forget Lewis Hamilton deserved that eighth world title. Well, I think it's very easy to say something like that, but how much money was new Japan offering? Uh, I'll tell you one thing that new Japan had to have offered. And that's him working in Japan an awful lot. Like I would assume at this point, he probably made his home in America uh, after being an NXT for so long and might've missed that. You never know what somebody's personal situation might have facilitated to make, make them what you, you just never know what somebody wants out of their career. Like maybe he wants to wrestle more. Maybe he wants to wrestle in the States. Maybe he wants the WWE style. You never right.
1: know. I mean, it is a huge change to go from that to that. Let's be real. It's, 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 it's two different worlds, man, two different worlds. But a lot of it does have to do with those factors that you name, you know, it, this all of, this impacts everything, how much money you make, where you live. That being to me, like the biggest thing, um, it's just, it's a lot that I think goes into making a decision like that. And also trust, trust is important sure. too. You know, I think a lot of people are seeing that, you know, Triple H is, you know, obviously they, 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 they you know, they feel like they might have that trust yeah. with him a lot more than they did with Vince. So there's more of that possibility there.
0: Yeah. We got DNC digital says makes sense for Reed to align himself with Miz seeing his success after coaching other NXT rookies <laughs> like Daniel Bryan and Champa. That's a good one. Force of will says we know triple H doesn't watch new Japan. He brought back a guy who beat Okada in the G one to be Miz's Lackey. I would l- kind of love it. If Miz was his lackey, I would kind of love it. if I, that. Yeah, were he thing. tends to be the one in the spotlight.
1: Sean. But That's also
0: surreal. I would also love it. If Miz just like said, Hey, you get me this money, you get a significant portion of it, and we go our own ways. I do not, do not want to see Bronson Reed playing second fiddle no. to Miz. And if you always need a lackey, whether it be Champa or Johnny or, or Damian Sandow, or t- come up with some new shit already. I'm tired of seeing Miz with lackey. Um, yeah,
1: especially because all those people that you named are very well off better on their own. And I yeah. would like to see, you know, how I want to see Bronson Reed presented on the raw roster, like their wow. own version of a Gunther, you know, Yeah. but with Bronson Reed and, you know, his own version on raw. Because I post, I posted this, uh, you know, like who I want to see Bronson Reed wrestle on Raw. So I specifically mm-hmm. mentioned Raw names. But everybody was like writing Bronson Reed versus Gunther. Bronson Reed versus Gunther. And I'm like, yeah. But, uh, you know, for for Raw, I would love to see him presented in that manner.
0: Cameron says, why is Miz always getting the lackeys? That's that's what I wonder too. Come up with some new stuff. Chris Hart on says. On your
1: debut, you'd be Miz's lackey.
0: I'd I'd rather not Christopher Hart says new Japan is paying so little that Bronson Reed had to climb a ladder for a payday. I mean, I had heard that I had heard that like there were, there were some claims by new Japan that there, there wasn't money here. There wasn't money there for, for people who wanted to come in and things like that. I mean, I can't speak to the extent of that, but Broadway Joe says question time debut for AEW disappear for five months like bandito or debut for WWE get a bad story like Loomis. No sarcasm. It's a, toss it's a legit up story.
1: That's like really good. Would you rather?
0: I'm almost expecting to not see action ready until like the double or nothing battle royal or something at this but, point. Uh,
1: but you can still take indie dates though on AEW as long as they're approved by AEW, right? Yeah, so guys, yeah. Yeah. For that reason, I would go with that just because at least there'd be a possibility that I could go other places and do something in the meantime.
0: Yeah, I to me, it's it's all dependent on money, <laughs> to be honest with you. Well, yeah. Sheldon says that Jonah should have stayed in New Japan. He was leader of TMDK, beat Okada, faced Josh Alexander, etc. Jonah is on his way to being a main eventer in New Japan, but instead he's muscle for The Miz. What a downgrade. Again, I point you to his wallet. His wallet is probably doing a whole lot better in WWE than it would be in New Japan. And the travel is probably a lot easier. He's not away from home for weeks at a time. I'm not going to pretend to know his his motivations, but I'll tell you what. We're going to have an awful lot more on this on FightfulSelect.com on Tuesday. We'll also have a bunch of backstage news from Raw, uh, all the producers. Uh, We do this every week for Raw and SmackDown for Fightful Select subscribers. But this past weekend, we revealed that Kevin Owens was supposed to be on the show. And had like a nightmare travel day. However, he didn't have a nightmare travel day today. He got there for the Sammy-AJ match that got set up there. Sammy ended up defeating AJ. But we got a setup um, a little bit earlier on with Sammy and AJ. Because Bloodline came out, attacked OC. And AJ's like, you know what? Let's do this tonight man, this is a match, like, especially five years ago, I would have just killed for. I would have loved it. And I'll tell you what I love. I love Sammy finally winning with a blue thunder bomb, and the Smoan and Spike from Solo didn't look great, but they're further establishing it, and that's important. I wish they would go a, a step further and be like, this move is banned in the UFC. You can't do it there. There's a reason why this is so dangerous. I always thought Taz's technique talks really helped with that a lot, but... I was just stoked to see a blue thunderbomb pin somebody because I love that damn move, Denise.
1: Yeah, I agreed with you. And I think that, you know, when they announced AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, I was really like, I was like, okay, this, this is going to be really good. And for the most part, it definitely was. But I think it could have obviously, you know, they could have definitely gone a lot, done a lot more with it. But I think for the most part, it was very enjoyable. Um, I wasn't expecting to see Solo Sokoa get involved with this. so That was nice to see as well. Um, I mentioned how I've been liking the way that they've been, you know, portraying him the the, you know since coming to the main roster I've become a fan of that um the match itself um there was a moment that I do want to call out the camera work for a second because um there was a AJ tried going for the phenomenal forearm and he's on the ropes and the camera was so zoomed in on him. You could barely see Sammy Zayn on the corner. Uh-huh. So when AJ fell, bro, I thought he just fell. I was like, Oh shit. But then I realized, Oh, it was Sammy Zayn that pushed the ropes, but it was because I couldn't see because the camera was so zoomed in. It didn't look the way that, uh, you know, obviously they intended. So that was one thing that kind of got a little bit of a reaction out of me. Uh I mean, everything else was good. I mean, you see AJ do a lot of his hits and same for uh, Sammy Zayn.
0: Yeah, uh, I this is again, if they're not planning on doing this on a pay-per-view, I'm glad that they do it on on raw and give me a match that I haven't seen a ton of. I'm sure they've had matches and stuff in the past, but uh, Patchy Rick says, I need to hear Sammy call himself the doctor of Usinomics. Usinomics. Oh boy. Guys, reminder, get in your super chats. Get in your Humper Chats. We would greatly appreciate as such. Uh, Joel Wood says, with Bronson on Raw along with Otis, the Sirloin Beef Sons of Bitches division is heating up. Oh, boy, I'd love to just see them shoulder block each other for a good five minutes. That would be cool. Like, give me that. I'm all for that. But uh, we'll we'll see. The Sirloin Beef Sons of Bitches division is hurting without Biggie. It sucks to not have that guy. I miss him. Broadway Joe saying Oscar being out of sight, out of mind is raising suspicion for me. They want you to forget about her. We're heading for a swerve, me thinks. She posted a tweet last week after she wrestled without her face paint on and said, I'm going on a trip for a while. Do you think this is like setting up like a bit of a swerve and she'll pop up and be back? Or do you think like she's really got something going on? Obviously, speculation.
1: Um, I think she's definitely going to just take some little bit of time, but I feel like the no makeup thing was definitely a sign of something happening. So I'm expecting to maybe not see her for like just a bit and then see her come back with maybe a changed look.
0: Yeah. Cyclops is better than Wolverine since uh, some Twitch bits on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming says these nerds need to wrestle putting on good matches. Don't get the bills paid like working for WWE money talks. Yep. Money is important. Uh, You can pretend it's not all you want, but money is important. So are those thumbs up, guys. uh, And we would greatly appreciate if you guys did those as well and left a comment on this video, uh, not just in the live chat, but down below as well, your favorite part of the show. That helps us out an awful, awful lot.
1: My earphones, my earbuds broke, Sean. So I have to keep moving it so I can keep hearing you. (laughs) I have it like this right now.
0: Is it so it's shorting out?
1: Yeah, you're going in and out, but that's my fault. It's literally I'm just messing with the chords so that I can hear.
0: Um, (laughs) Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory. I really like this promo. This was this was a showcase for Seth Rollins because we have seen Austin Theory have some promo chops of late, and sometimes you got to have a guy like Seth Rollins remind people exactly who he is, like remind people. Oh yeah, this is the guy that it, this is why he is who he is. And I loved his line. He probably gave himself a nickname, but he's like, you said, I've been to the mountaintop. I am the mountaintop. I'm still him. And this is after Austin theory said, you're just the third best member of the shield. And now that line comes with an extra, Oh, cause you know, they're talking about somebody in another company and listen, there ain't nothing wrong with being the bronze medal of the shield. Literally the top two guys in each company. And I think that Seth Rollins is, is fantastic. Like he's the guy that is always near the top, always gets himself over. No matter what, no matter how bad the creative has been, Seth Rollins has always found a way to get himself over. I thought that this was a fantastic promo from Seth Rollins. And I thought that Austin Theory did his job very well.
1: But this wasn't the first time someone has said that to Seth Rollins. Like, I feel like I've heard it before, but I couldn't put my finger on who said it to him before.
0: I'm, oh, people have said that before, plenty. Right, I know. Plenty. So it's
1: not totally new. I know it's it just maybe hit a little bit different, just because John Moxley is in AEW, so I think it hit differently. Yeah. But this was definitely not something that you know was the first time we ever heard something like this before. Um, but regardless, I still liked this back and forth between Theory and Seth Rollins. I liked this. I liked um. Theory doing the champ is here and the crowd just like booing the shit out of it. I did like all of that. Um, him saying that Seth Rollins is going to pass the torch to him. Seth Rollins telling him he's not good enough. Um, all of this stuff was perfectly good. Uh, they're having their match. What in two weeks? I thought this was fine.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I thought that they, they did an awful lot in setting up the match. Also, because the Bloodline came out, and again, they were invaluable on this show. And Seth was like, listen, I hate you, but I know what's about to happen. Let's just throw this shit aside. Help me out. And he wouldn't. Theory wouldn't. He wouldn't just, he wouldn't be a man and help out Seth Rollins. So now Seth Rollins has even more of a reason to dislike Austin Theory. I thought that was set up beautifully. And then we got Kevin Owens running out and making the save. Now, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins kind of split about eight months ago, and I loved their backstage when Seth's like, yeah, whatever happened to us anyway? And he goes, you tried to take my WrestleMania spot, you know, the, the Austin one? He's like, "Nah, no, I didn't, definitely not. Wasn't me, water under the bridge. And they got over it. I like that. I like that. That was because, I mean, it wasn't that bad of a thing that happened with them. They could go back to it. That's all right. I thought that was fine. Sky Singh says, "Miss the intergender talk. Saw Catch versus Moriarty this weekend. What a fun show by Enjoy Wrestling. Enjoy Wrestling had some, uh, some nominations in our uh, men's match of the year on the FightfulSelect.com awards voting as well. So uh, they've had some good stuff this year. Ke775 says, "Do you think Triple H will ever ever take a page from AEW and make main event more meaningful, like Dark, so talent not on TV can wrestle, especially with the roster growing?" So Denise, it's funny. I, I was gonna save this for the FightfulSelect.com raw notes, but I've heard some some stuff backstage where WWE has been pretty happy with the buzz that NXT talent has gotten main event. Now, I mean, obviously they're not banking huge a main event or anything like that but a lot of times like for example Kylie Ray last week they were very happy with the buzz that she garnered and the attention that that put on main event and i i i'm trying to find out if it's accelerated the viewership at all but it's hard to believe to me that you know Andre Chase or or Kylie Ray or Carmelo Hayes aren't getting more attention than like the fifth Cedric Alexander versus Reggie or Dana Brooke versus Tamina match right
1: Look, for me, no matter. Look, unless you tell me The Rock's gonna show up on main event, ain't nothing getting me to watch main event.
0: Fair. I watch <laughs> you know? everything. Like- I watch everything because it takes me like. 15 minutes to watch right that's pretty much
1: right it. so for if, you know i am curious i am very curious to see if viewership has increased on main event with all of that buzz that you're talking about um i'm very curious because i don't think it's it has not changed my you know my little bubble my personal interest in uh, whether or not i choose to watch main event it has not changed at all um and it's just you know for me I like to see it on NXT. I like to see who is, you know, doing great, who's not doing great, all of that good stuff. Like I get it all. I'm like, I see it all on NXT. I'm good. I'm covered.
0: Yeah, I, I just think that it's it's probably a smart idea for them. I mean, if if you're watching NXT, you probably stand at least a better chance of also watching main event. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that everybody that watches NXT but What about also- level up? Ugh. Have you
1: watched Level Up?
0: No, but they were also happy about the Saul Ruka, the, the imploding yeah, cutter that, that clip thing. Yeah, went viral. Yeah. I, I
1: felt like I saw it everywhere. I mean,
0: I had one person that was on there say, I don't know who the hell watches that show, but they do a good job of putting the the social tweets out there, the social stuff out there. And that was even months ago. Uh, Tom Brady says, any update of Kylie Ray has been signed? I don't know yet. I'm trying to find out. Uh, I, here's the thing. I've asked, and I was told, I'll check on that for you, and I didn't get an answer, so... Usually, when that happens, there's there's reason for that. Joel is it a
1: reason like they don't want you to break the news, or is probably, it because they want to keep the surprise? Po- they want or that the property. They don't know.
0: They want that property of the performance center okay. shirt on her. Or That's something. a good
1: sign probably. that they didn't get back to you. Is what yeah, you're
0: saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Usually, um, we got Joel Wood saying Kevin Owens' entire gimmick is being a uh, guy that just watches the show that will never pop me or never Amen. not pop me. I love that too. Antonio says, "SRS are you saying they should put main event on YouTube. Nope. They have some distribution deals for that.
1: Where is main event airing on? I don't even Hulu. know where it airs.
0: Hulu. Hulu, I believe, or Peacock, one or the other. I don't know. I, that ain't how I watch it, but. Oh. Okay. KE775 says, do you think if Becky will continue this fight with Bailey and Damage to control solo or will she enlist help? If she does, will it be Candace or do you see her bringing in someone like Piper and Alba fire? I hope it's Piper and Alba Fire because this match showed why she did need some help, Denise. Now, first off, this is one of those matches I'm like, damn, I'm so happy after, you know, who knew if Becky would ever come back after having a child that can change your life in so many different ways. And Bailey, after the serious knee injury that she had, I'm like, damn, I'm lucky that I get to see these two perform. I can't believe it's been four years. They had a good match, but damage control. Did effectively cost Becky Lynch this match, Becky Lynch, who has lost or has won only two of her last nine one on one matches, so she has been putting people over hard this year. I'm talking like Dana Brooke and Asuka and Bianca and Bailey, a little bit of everybody that has beaten Becky Lynch so far this year so this this loss didn't come as a as a shock to me, but do you think that Becky goes and gets any help?
1: Ah. <sighs> Given that Bailey has people on her corner, I feel like, yeah, you got to have Becky get somebody. But I don't know, man. I think I'm just so used to seeing Becky pretty much riding solo that it would be I feel like whoever is aligned with Becky really has to be at the top of their game, man. I'm just talking like top of their game type of deal. So it is a little bit hard for me to say, oh, this person, this person should be with Becky Lynch just because she has done so well and is so unique on her own.
0: Yeah, I think it is It is. It is important that, that Becky, after the positions that she has been in, does put over other people. But also, I think it's also important that she starts to get some of those wins. And I think that bringing in the reinforcements will also help because... I think it's probably going to be her and Rhonda and Rhonda's got Shayna Baszler behind her. I don't know if they'll add another one for her. I think that honestly, I think Ivy Nile would be a really great third for them as well, but sort of to even the odds with Alba fire and, and Piper Niven, if Becky does pick them up. But I I think that would be really, really important. I really like the match between Becky and Bailey, just top of the line workers, just especially the WWE style. Like it's, it's, rarely do people do any better than them. NerdGuru says, give me all the Becky and Bailey matches, their chemistry rules as expected. I'm going to push this till it happens. It's so easy to make the Celtic invasion with Becky, uh, Piper, and Alba, them versus DC. It's fresh. It's a women's tag team. Do it, please. NerdGuru, I am completely in agreement with you and you're going to be completely in agreement with me. Do you need to get rid of your big nasty pubes? With Manscaped.com and the code Fightful. You want to, listen, maybe you didn't shop for somebody these holidays. There's still time. Manscaped.com and the code Fightful get you 20% off and free shipping. On what? How about everything? The Platinum Package 4.0, that's a luxury full-body grooming kit. The Performance Package 4.0, that's an all-in-one grooming kit. The Perfect Package 4.0, which is a groin grooming kit. Then you can get individual things like the lawnmower 4.0. It's got that 4,000K LED spotlight on it to help reduce, you know, those grooming accidents. You got the Weed Whacker electric nose hair trimmer. You got the Boxers 2.0. So soft. They got the refined cologne, the buff bundle, which is the full-body shower kit. They got the ultra-smooth package for shaving care down there. And it's not just that. It's all your formulations in the bathroom. The ultra-premium collection, a men's skin and hair care kit. If it has to do with the bathroom, with your body, with your skin, with your hair, manscaped.com and the code FIGHTFUL has you covered. 20% off plus free Shipping. Love it. Main event KO and Rollins defeated the Usos. Now, I had a tweet that some people were coming out and being
1: like, why are you so mad about this? Because oh, is I it port- your tweet about the Usos?
0: Yes, because I pointed out that despite them having this historic title reign, they've lost 11 2-1-2 tag team matches, not including like five by DQ. So for me, like they've got all these title defenses, and that's awesome. They've had a great run lately, but to me, like eleven losses while champions in specifically tag team matches to a plethora of tag teams. To me, I would like to see that worked into a story because it makes you it make to me it it like sort of minimizes the tag team titles to some degree to like a decoration more for Roman than the Usos. And that's okay, because what they have going on with Roman right now is the most important thing they've had going on in ages and ages and ages. And the person who beats him will be very important, and who beats the Usos will be very important. And I think the Usos need to lose matches specifically like tonight because they ran amok backstage. So I had a lot of people that were like, ah, you didn't want them to beat Kevin Owens and... and- And Rollins, did you? No, absolutely not. Kevin Owens is next up for Roman Reigns. Kevin Owens has to win that match. And Kevin Owens needs to be able to point and say, I've beaten you in tag team matches before. I know it can be done. And I know the guy that will help me do it, Sami Zayn, they do that match and all that. The Usos have lost something like 40 matches since they've won the titles. Singles, uh, tag, six-man and all that. But to me, it's like, You know, when you apply 11 losses specifically, if any champion had 11 non-title losses, I'd be like, well, why are they champions? There's a reason for the Usos to be champions. I'm just like, I want them to make this a part of the story as well. Like, I would love for them to do that and somebody to step up and be like, you're losing all these non-title matches, so we're going to start testing that type of thing. Like, I want them to just make it make sense.
1: You know... In the original Vince era, I would have said, Sean, you're asking for too much. Honestly, that would have been sure. my answer. But now in this new regime, I feel like that is definitely something. I feel like that should be addressed for the most part. And if, and if not addressed, then, you know, maybe start seeing them being booked as more uh, dominant champions. So, yeah. Originally, previously, I would have been like, you're asking for too much. They ain't going to do all that. But this time around, yeah, that's definitely something that, you know, if people are catching on to that, you might as well do something about that. You know, you want to keep the aura around the bloodline strong. And this is definitely something that uh, you don't want it impacting that aura whatsoever.
0: Yeah. And uh, when I, I mean, the Usos are really, really good at, being able to go in on raw cause they're working all the time. They're working all the damn time and doing segments like what they did on raw and then getting their comeuppance and the ultimate comeuppance all obviously is them losing the tag titles. And that has to happen at the right time. So to me, I'm like, okay, Roman doesn't tolerate losers or losing. So that's what I, I, I want it to affect them in that way. And I want to see Roman be like, no, what happened on Monday wasn't okay. Sure, you did all that shit I asked you to do, but what I didn't ask you to do was lose to these two guys that I don't really like. So that's, that's what I want out of this. I want If they're going to lose 40 times since winning the tag titles and 16 times in two-on-two matches, I want that to be integrated into what we see. And this match, of course, it's good. All the ingredients are good. Kevin Owens is is next up, and we know that he's not gonna get. We know that he's not gonna get that world title, but at least I think the story will be good. Sean says, "When and how do we get to a world title on Raw? A triple threat match where somebody else gets, where one of the titles is on the line, and Roman doesn't get pinned. It it ain't tough. It ain't tough. He could put one of the titles on the line in the Rumble again. I mean, that's happened. That's literally happened with him in the past." Joel says, since we're talking about the women's division, it's percentage time, Sean. What percentage do you give Naomi returning to WWE? Uh, I'd say about 50-50. I know a lot of people this year, they thought it was going to happen, but it just didn't.
1: I'm giving it 70-30.
0: Okay, I believe that. I mean, I think that she's probably more set for a WWE return. And also, I mean, creatively, adding, adding her to the bloodline would be a lot of fun too, I think. Um, I, I, I hope they make it happen. I think the division could really use her.
1: Keep in mind her husband's also there. You know, it's just a lot. That sure. we mentioned people's lives.
0: Guys, this week we have uh, interviews with Evil Uno, with EJ and Duca up on Fightful. You'll get early access to those on FightfulSelect.com. Got lots of news coming for you at FightfulSelect.com. But Denise, tell the people where they can find you.
1: Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. But please check out that video that Sean and I did where we did our 2023 wrestling predictions. Uh, We created a bingo card where we chose six things that we think is going to happen in the year of wrestling. And it's kind of funny because, Sean, you went like the you went the route of like safe but, you know, very, like, possible, obviously. And then I just went, like, the crazy route. So I think you get a nice balance of things that you might not expect that can happen. Uh, so please check that out. A lot of people are really enjoying that video. It's gotten so much love so far. So please check that out. That's at youtube.com slash Salcedo.
0: Drew says, FTR returns by Mania, beats the Usos for the titles. I don't know if they'll be able to. Um, I'll try to find out specifics on when their deal is is up but uh i mean they they mentioned around that period but i don't know if it's by mania guys thank you all so much until next time we're out this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping